SK, SK, SK Martin, SK, SK. All right, Throng, here's the thing. We got less than 20 shows left. We've been doing commercials for Bridal Fitness Coach, Patreon, the Amazon button. But most importantly, there's SK Morton's lousy San Francisco walking tour. Were you aware? Oh, yes. There's a walking tour. What you have here on the podcast, you get it up close and personal. And you get to dodge dog feces. Hopefully. Dog. Anyway, go to skmorton.com. Take a look around on there. we got three different legs of the tour. There's the downtown leg in the mornings. In the midday, we have Chinatown. And then Yerba Buena, where we talk about sunken ships and fire-resistant building materials. In any case, go there, check it out, see if you enjoy, and we'd love to have you on the tour. Go to SK Morton's tour. The following is a production of SK Morton Creative. Places, please, quiet down, and here we go, and roll camera. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco Podcast. Follow your bliss. It's getting away. Tonight, SK welcomes... Jerry Lewis, Bruce Lee, Art Linkletter, Edward G. Robinson, Sammy Davis Jr., Don Ho, the list goes on. And now, who's going to catch a big fish? Who's going to catch a big fish? Ladies and gentlemen, S.K. Morton. Oh, that was perfect. Uh, That's a good way to start this off. Oh, yeah. That was perfect in one shot. Walnut. Yeah, it was. And now, <laughs> Macadamia nut. Pine you know nut. what? Um, and the applause was good tonight, too. We are full up. Stock full. We are full up of crazy in the, we just, the, the But we just went shelter. first. When we first did this Stealth Cat episode, we yes. just went directly into it. Did we have any? No, we didn't. Stuff? We had all sorts of broken microphones and everything was going wrong. So everything seems to be working right now. Maybe no, no, we no, should I mean, get right into it. That's what I'm saying. We didn't yeah. have any uh, pre prologue. No, you did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We talked. Okay. Yeah. Uh, In any case, let's go around the room, though, and say the hellos. First of all, thank you for coming, and welcome, Throng, to the... Wait a minute. How do I say it? Welcome, Uh, Throng, to the... Another night in the bomb shelter, the SK Morton's Lousy San Francisco podcast. Second episode of Stealth Yes. Well, I hadn't said that yet, because we also have to say, uh, not only the sound effect guy, or not only uh, our senior member of the team... Producer. Producer extraordinary... Fetcher of things. Yes. uh, Gopher. Thank you. And yeah, well, let's just say, uh, Squidge McSqueezy. He's also a ferret. And then, of course, our... Do you remember Resident what homemaker. Resident... No, no. You are the full-time, <laughs> permanent... Co-host and co- resident chanteur or something is like that. that. What it, is that what it is? Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, Pete Feliciano. <laughs> yeah, there we go. There we We've go. done it 91 times. Let him feel it. it. And also here from the head office in Hayward, the uh, president of... Been promoted to CEO. Oh, CEO. Wait, CEO of HR or CEO, <laughs> CEO of? CEO of the company. Of Mariachi. Yeah. Shantuan Z. Yay! Now, we've got more people in here, too. We might as well call them out to let them know because we've got a big thing tonight. We okay. also have the other side of my brain. He's a little hefty. KS Not Wrong. Yeah, actually, he's lost, <laughs> he's lost some weight. I know. That's why I can say it and not hurt my own feelings. All right, well, that's racist. <laughs> It's not right. right. We also have uh, Chad Chadwick Habersnatch. Chadwick Habersnatch. Are you snapping for yourself? It's he weird. Is. He's beat. 
we have someone who's just here recently and he came back, which I can't understand Big this. Mistake. It's because he but, couldn't uh, find his way out. The, <laughs> he's been here the whole time. <laughs> the only real talent in the room tonight. I, I'm sorry, Pete, but it's true. Uh, <laughs> Paul Holman Kursky. Yay! Yay, jazz hands. <laughs> Paul Newman Kursky. And then other members of the throng that I'm not sure they want us to say their names. No. So we're just going to say thank you guys for coming yet thank again. You. All right, that's enough. This is beginning to. Going to seem like the Emmys. Why do we get started tonight? Is a sp- I'm so. Oh, I forgot someone. How could that have happened? <laughs> <laughs> and my beloved, my betrothed. I can't think of anything else. His better what, half. What else are you? His better three quarters. No, no, not really. Anyway, everybody, give a big round of applause. <laughs> Otherwise, you'll hear about it. <laughs> my lovely wife, Babette. Yay! I'm sorry, sweetie. His head's in your way. I keep missing him. He does okay. have a giant. The reason why all these people are here tonight is because we are doing our second episode of Stealth Cat. Yay! So would you like to get right to it? Let's do it. All right. Let's just call it number two. Red leather, yellow leather. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just got that. <laughs> You're really confident no one will ever listen to this. Uh. <laughs> with a man with a bandaid on his hand. Stealth cat, stealth cat. Who was that guy who got sand in his eye? Stealth cat, stealth cat. I say, who is the bird who makes it the side of blood? Stealth cat, stealth cat. Your home. All his eye could do it. I cause he lives on his eyes. Stealth cat, stealth cat. Listen, his ambling gets off back. I'll shake head like a rat. With souls in a funny head. His daughter cooked a dad. He'll fight a boot of crowd. I sell his dick on that. Stealth Cat, brought to you by the Amazon button. Yes, the Amazon button. The best way to support the Loyalty Podcast without actually doing anything. Simply go to skmorton.com and click on the Amazon button on any page, then shop as you normally would. A portion of whatever you spend will go to the podcast and you'll be a hero. A hero, just like Stealth Cat. So do as you're told and click on that Amazon button. And now, the thrilling second episode of The Curious Stealth Cat, The Sharp's Darkness. On November 13th, Philip Pino was asked to remove himself from his Shanghai residence after being kidnapped and exiled to China. That abduction was initiated by San Francisco mobster The Lone Shark. Deep down, he knew he wouldn't get his deposit back, but he also knew that someday he would return to San Francisco. With nowhere else to go, he appeared at the home of his friend, Henry Stealth Cat. Several years earlier, Sharky had shanghaied him, requesting that he never return. Can two formerly captive men share an apartment without driving each other crazy? This time, our story opens on Henry Stealthcat's Soma apartment. Henry's been hired as the building superintendent and has used his position to commandeer several adjacent dwellings on the building's top floor. So far, this fact has been kept from Stealthcat's recently faithful companion, Philip Pino who has been sleeping on an old futon in what used to be a laundry room. But now, after following a suspicious trail of individual socks, Philip has stumbled upon a secret cachet of cutlery and spandex and has decided to confront his new roommate. Will Henry deny his secret life and give some sort of twisted yet San Francisco-appropriate explanation, or will he reveal to his roommate his secret identity as the Curious Stealth Cat? Excuse me, Henry, but I think we need to talk. I'm letting them soak. 
Well, actually, they're paper plates, or were once. Now they're just more like 30 millimeter spit wads. But, but what I really wanted to talk about was this. <laughs> That's just some laundry. Yeah, well, the thing is, it looks an awful lot like a crime fighting costume. That's ridiculous. It's just some of my things. It's spandex. They're my work clothes. It's got leg warmers. They're my girlfriends. They're three times extra large, and you don't have a girlfriend. I'm a furry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Really? A furry? Yep. Big ol' furry. (laughs) Always out there furrying it up. As furry as the day is long. But not like a furry furry, you know. More like a manly Australian rules football player type of furry. You know, those furries that are always cool, you know. They they change their own tires and beat up gay furries. That sort of thing. Look, listen. I I know your stealth, cat. I've seen you sneak out at night and come back 20 minutes later in need of band-aids. I've watched watched you use your katana swords to spread peanut butter and jelly when all the butter knives are in the dishwasher. And you've left your... And you've left your war bonnet in the oven on numerous occasions. Hey! You lose 45% of your heat through your head, okay? Listen, why don't you let me help? Our people are very resourceful. <laughs> I know where I can get my hands on a cape. A cape, you say? Yes. Okay, here's the deal. I have superpowers, I want Stella back, and I'm going after the Lone Shark. Whoa. Why can't those things be mutually exclusive? Very resourceful, as I said. You might be successful in frustrating Sharky's schemes, but who's to say Stella wants you back? Or you might put so much emphasis on wooing Stella that Sharky ends up seeing his organization take over the city. It is doubtful you have superpowers, my good friend. You possess the strength, physique, and spine of a jellyfish. A big jellyfish. A fat, very big, fat jellyfish. And you... What you need to do is prioritize, since Stella... I'm big-boned! Oh, wait a minute. A jellyfish. A fella. Jellyfish. Since Stella is rich and has every eligible bachelor in the city, and even a few ineligible ones, chasing her and the fact that you're a down-on-his-luck loser with a gambling problem, barely a way to support yourself, and of course the aforementioned big, fat jellyfish (laughs) scenario, I'd focus on revenge. Philip... You're a credit to your subordinate <laughs> race, and I'll probably kill you in your sleep one day. That makes but when sense. you're right, you're right. Starting tomorrow, you will begin your training by taking care of all of the maintenance in this building. Oh, like the Karate Kid. Karate what now? Anyway, bring your cape and eye protection. From now on, you will be known as Superintendent. Meanwhile, at the Fifth Amendment, the Lone Shark's social club, a new player has made his way into Sharky's inner circle. Richard Bill has come with news about a very interesting shipment coming through the city in the next few days. He has been talking with Sharky, Clubo, and Vinny Vidivici about Sharky's strategy for gouging the city for cleanup of hazardous waste. The first step in a larger plan, a big fat plan, for exploiting San Francisco's policy of zero waste by 2020. So I walk into the joint, wall-to-wall salmon. The place is lousy with them. I'm telling you, you couldn't swing a dead cat in that place without hitting a salmon. So what did you do? Well, the first thing I did was put away my dead cat. I mean, if you can't swing it, what's the point? Sure. Then I says to the guy, I says, hey, this is without a doubt the worst escape room I've ever been in. 
<laughs> and what did he say? He says, this ain't no escape room. It's a bris. Get out of town. I love barbecue. <laughs> That's very, yeah. I know. So anyway, I make my way to the back room, and they're loading up a 50-gallon drum of the product. It'll be coming through the city tomorrow night, right down Van Ness. Oh, wait a second. I have more to yes. say. What is it? Oh, yeah. Boy, it'd be a shame if some accident happened while in route. In route. That nuclear waste is some bad stuff. Very costly to clean up, too. Very costly. Oh, my God. You're Eric Roberts. It's <laughs> <laughs> <This is> bad, man. <laughs> Well, as you know, major upgrades are underway on Van Ness Avenue to revitalize classic San Francisco's aging infrastructure. This massive civic improvement project is bringing San Francisco its first bus rapid transit system, a much-needed and globally proven solution to improve transit service and address traffic congestion on Van Ness Avenue, a major north-south artery. <laughs> to maximize the benefit of construction impacts, the project also includes extensive utility maintenance, <laughs> civic improvements, and transportation upgrades. You're the worst person in the They're world. building a... <laughs> They're building a red center running bus rapid transit lanes as well as station platforms and new medians. They're installing new landscaping and rain gardens, repaving the street and painting crosswalks and retraining operators. Sounds like a lot of things could go wrong until the project is finished. Well, of course. Good thing our organization... I'm still speaking. Shut up. It's a good thing our organization is prepared. Now Uh-oh. you may speak. My <laughs> tablet shut off. You'll all have to wait a moment. You know the pill's not good with reading. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Pill. Hey, Sharky, say shut p- up, pill. Okay. <laughs> okay, you may continue. Of course. <laughs> of course. I'd be interested in a small sample from my experiment. We already agreed to that. You needed the stuff to create an army of superbike messengers to compete with Task Rabbit. Yes, that's the plan. I was trying to be coy. You mean equivocal? <laughs> coy is m- more about being shy, right? <laughs> no, I think coy can be used in that sense. I think Vinny's right. Coy is more like a shy or reserved. Well, even so, I'm sure unequivocal <laughs> isn't really the right word either. You gotta separate them. <laughs> What's a word that means cleverly evasive? How about fallacious? Yeah, I guess. You know, boss, <laughs> there's still a problem with the still cat. That guy's breaking. been breaking up. Ah, oh, I lost my place. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's been breaking up a lot of our rackets lately. Yeah, I haven't been able to play badminton in weeks. <laughs> Shut up, cock. Yes, Stelkath is becoming a problem. We should make sure whoever takes the job can be trusted to be illusory. Illusory, that's it. I was being illusory. Clubble, we're going to need your best for this. I got just the guy. Hey, guy, come over here. (laughs) Yeah, what you need? Guy, this is Mr. Santino Sharky. He got a job for yous. Mr. Sharky, this is Guy Black. Hello. So, what can I do for you? We've got a project that requires a man who could run fast and jump high. Oh. 
And so you thought of the black guy. <laughs> oh, he's black, so he must be able to jump the highest. Is that it? Uh, no. Hey, what are you taking it so personal for? Aren't you the fastest guy here? Can't you jump higher than everybody else? Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. It's just the stereotype thing that gets me. I understand. But believe me, we need you for your skills. It's just a bonus that you're also very articulate. <laughs> what? Hey, can I touch your hair? No, you can't touch my hair. Just tell me what the job entails. Tell him to be a lose tree. <laughs> okay, yeah, good scene. <laughs> So off the black guy go, uh, guy black goes. He's been a loyal soldier for the Lone Shark since arriving on the shores of this planet. I mean nation. I did you catch that? I see what I did there. <clears throat> but he carries a dark secret, and that's not a racial thing or anything. It's just he carries a secret. He just, he's wandering the streets for a while and ends up at the Body Did Gym, owned by his sister Ladisha Black, the only person on Earth. I mean, in town. No, no wait, on Earth works here. The only one who understands him. Hey, lady. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Just changing this light bulb. Doing some other housekeeping around here. What's up? Well, I've got a problem. I'm starting to have reservations about being a second-tier villain. I feel like I'm never going to achieve the prominence in the industry that allows me to pursue manic aspirations that go unchecked by my lackeys and those in my inner circle. You know that kind of status? Sure, yeah. I know that kind of status. I mean... I'd love to be able to be that guy who's always in a suit, but you can still tell he's built. Slick back hair, or bald. Bald works, too. Oh, you look so cute, bald. And it's not just world domination, you know? It's the challenge of making obstacles daunting for the good guys. Oh, yeah. Daunting is very important when it comes to obstacles. A common criminal thinks his obstacle's daunting, but a truly daunting villain knows himself to be an obstacle. Nefarious quote of the day calendar? Uh-huh. I'll get you one, sweetie. What am I going to do? Well, what exactly is the problem? Are you getting paid on time? Is the compensation not enough? What's the real issue here? Have you made a list of pros and cons? I mean, you realize that if you try to go out on your own, you have to buy all your own supplies, insurance. Do you have a business plan? What did Mr. Sharky say? Did you talk to him about it? No, I'm not going to tell him. I guess... Ultimately, I'm not sure I want to be a bad guy. Not at all? Are you sure you're just having a bad day? Did something happen? Actually... Hi, Miss Black. I just took Ray Ray for a walk. <laughs> I'll get him some water and then get busy straightening things up. <laughs> you can say woof, sucker. No, I didn't. <laughs> That's fine, Jessica. By the way, this is my brother, Guy. Nice to meet you, Mr. Black. <laughs> hey, you know, you look familiar. Hey, I know you. You're the male model, aren't you? I've seen some of your ads at the post office. <laughs> okay, Jessica, off to work. I was thinking they should only have post office open once a year on April 14th. From like 10 p.m. to midnight. When else does anybody even go there? That's fine, Jessica. Why are they so mean there? And why do they have so many registers at the counter? It's not like there's ever any more than two people working at one time. Jessica. And what's with those Elvis stamps? Do people really collect them? <laughs>
Has Elvis stamp ever appreciated in value? What is it like 40 cents now? It's like great now. I don't have to worry about intuition. Jessica, Mr. Black and I are having a private conversation. Could you please give us a moment by eavesdropping from a location out of our sight? <laughs> sure thing, Ms. B. Come on, come on, Ray Ray. <laughs> so now, what were you saying again? I'm supposed to hijack a shipment of nuclear waste tomorrow night, but I don't know if my heart is in it. You don't know if your heart is in the nuclear waste? Is this like a Pirates of the Caribbean thing? No. I'm not sure I want to keep doing what I'm doing. Well, what about this? I've been dabbling in life-slash-career coaching lately. What? How about each week <laughs> after our workout, I give you a coaching session? Maybe. Come on. First one for free. Well, half price. My time is worth something. What do you say? Okay. But what about tomorrow night? Tomorrow night I'm busy. No, what do I do about tomorrow night? Oh, well, make it look like you're trying to be a bad guy and then just botch the job. Like undercover cops in the movies or BART executives in real life. There you go. Okay, it's worth a try. Commentary. No, it's either perpetrate or perpetrate not. There is no try. Darth Yoda, November 17th. All right. <laughs> Meanwhile, Stealth Cat and Philip are enjoying a meal at the House of Prime Rib. That's it. Nothing more to say. Just get in, get out. Brevity is the soul of wit and all that. <laughs> Cue the music. <laughs> what a jerk. <laughs> Boy, I, I love this place. I don't think Indians talk like that. <laughs> Henry, don't you love this place? It's better than a poke in the eye, I guess. Unless they poke you in the eye when you come in here. Then all you would have is creamed spinach and a poked eye. And I hate creamed spinach. What are you talking about? The creamed spinach is world famous. This creamed <laughs> spinach is responsible for the Uruguayan rugby team becoming vegetarians. <laughs> I prefer creamed corn. We can do that. Oh, oh my God! My, get, what? <laughs> Sneak up on me like that. Technically, uh, it's off wrong the with menu. You. That's a hate I'm crime, sorry. technically. I'm sorry, what is technically? Technically, it's an off-the-menu item. But I can bring you some cream corn. You can even have half and half. Also, on the secret menu is sautéed instead of cream spinach. Why wouldn't you just put it on the menu? What's the catch? I have to get my eye poked, don't I? <laughs> she, she never laughs out loud. <laughs> Just leans over and takes this long pause. My favorite thing is loud. that she doesn't laugh over there. Yeah. When she's in front of the mic, it's the best podcast episode ever. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, we have a few items that we don't include on the menu. Let me ask you a question here, waitress. Can I call you waitress? Do we have a few items that aren't included on the menu? Actually, I don't think it's appropriate to call her that because that's kind of heteronormative. All as the right, kids I'll say call her a, a ground stewardess. How about Perf that? Perfect. <laughs> no, we just have a few items that we don't include on the menu, but we're ready and willing to prepare them just like the regular items. For instance, everybody knows that when you order your prime rib, it comes in one of four different cuts. The city cut, house cut, English cut, or the Henry the V-I-I-I -I -I cut. 
That's the one that sliced by a guy in a black hood, Riz. Precisely. But on the secret menu, you can also order the Henry VIII cut, English style. You get the thinner, tastier slices, but you get the larger Henry VIII amount of meat. You can even gnaw on the bones when you're done. Gnaw on the bone? My God, what kind of badger-toothed Morlocks do you get in? (laughs) We've got other special treats no one knows about, too. Everybody loves our smooth mashed potatoes, but some choose the baked potato because of the sour cream, chives, and bacon toppings. Excuse me, where's the bathroom? (laughs) Well, you can ask for those same fixings on your mashed potatoes as well. And while we always bring out our three house-made horseradishes that range from mild to super spicy, you can also ask for the -the off-the-menu horseradishes. One is mixed with Tabasco. One is made from fresh grated horseradish root. And there's a pickled beet horseradish that's made with the same beets we use in our salad. (laughs) Miss Waitress, you're doing doing a wonderful job. Please continue with the soliloquy. Don't pay attention to the bald man behind the curtain. That's a dog. Yeah, that's a dog. And there's a pickled beet horseradish that's made with the same beets we use. <laughs> She's only halfway through. That's the worst part. We even have a vegetarian plate for your effeminate friends. It comes with grilled eggplant to fight off osteoporosis, red bell peppers to give it a bite, zucchini so you don't have to keep saying nightshade, portobello mushrooms since the shiitake incident, chunks of mozzarella, and a pinch of basil chiffonade, the hairy belafonte version, a drizzle of aged balsamic delicately spooned out by an old crack addict with ALS. You are terrible. (laughs) (laughs) At writing comedy, yes, he is. (laughs) And it all sits upon a spread of zesty tomato sauce for a thick, healthy mane. I still don't get it. Why keep this stuff a secret? She's got a second one? (laughs) It's the foodies. All the restaurants in town got together and came up with this gimmick to keep them happy. Foodies realized a while back that they chose to specialize in an activity that all animals on Earth have to do to survive. So to make them feel special again, we invented the secret menu. Now they bring in bigger groups because they want as many of their friends as possible to know that they're hip to the underground horseradish scene. (laughs) So, either of you like seconds? Did you hear that? It's gunshots. Yeah. No. No. That's. <laughs> let's go. Oh. You forgot to sign the check. Okay. Here. Ow. What happened? I grabbed the pen wrong and poked myself in the eye. And. <laughs> See, oh okay. my God. The amazing. The amazing. Wow. Oh, <laughs> well, I got my ab workout. 
As Henry and Philip jump into action, they realize that chaos has gripped the city, firmly but with tenderness. Guy Black has attempted to hijack the Splodeco. Splodeco, that's gotta be spooled right. What is that? Splodeco. Why don't you use a space? Uh, Splodeco cargo truck. Cargo truck has been transporting nuclear waste through town. Unfortunately, the truck was piloted by an Uber driver who was eager to take advantage of the current surge pricing and was from Sacramento. Let's not get that twisted. <laughs> Pull over! I'm hijacking this truck! No way, man. There's an anti-war bluegrass demonstration in North Beach and a leather jazz festival in and Stern. I'm gonna clean up! Listen, I don't want to hurt you! I don't want to make you cry! <laughs> if it's the nuclear waste you want from me, then take it away! But just know everything's not what you see, it's over again! Alright, calm down. Just give me time to realize my crime. Let me love and steal. Okay... Uh, we can dance if we want to. We can leave your friends behind, because if your friends don't dance, then shut up and pull over. All right, all right. Hey, the brakes, they're not working. Normally, I use them when I first pull into traffic and I slow down at the toll gates. I've been driving on the city streets now for some time, but this is the first time I've ever tried to use them. It must be a setup. Oh, man, I am getting too old for this. You don't look that old. I'm 53 in August. Really? I guess I really don't crack. <laughs> What's that now? Nothing. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Henry and Philip emerge from the house of Prime Rib just as the truck crashes into the building. Henry, look out. I don't know if that's a dog or people's. <laughs> Philip, are you all right? Yes, I'm fine. Just a little dizzy and some ringing in my ears. But the NFL says there's nothing to worry about. <laughs> hey, there's movement inside that van. I better check to see if they're okay. <clears throat> Sir, are you okay? Do you need help? No, just some dizziness and ringing in the ears. But the NFL says I'd make a better assistant coach. Ah, oh, okay, no one got that one. All right, fine, fair <laughs> enough. It's okay. I'm here to help you. Don't help him, he works for the loan shark. Hey, how do you know that? Don't answer that. Clubbo, how did you hear that? You just pulled up. And how does this guy know I work for Sharky? Clubbo? That's right. What do you use, Sherlock Holmes? No, but I did stay at a Holiday Inn last night. <laughs> That's it. I'm out of here. Not if I can help it. Just then, Philip Pino, as superintendent, appears in a cape and mask. As Guy Black runs away, he gives chase and promptly loses sight of him because the black eye's way faster and Philip's mask doesn't fit that great. Out of breath, he returns to the scene of the crime. I decided to let him go. He looked pretty innocent, Henry. Hey, Henry Stealthcat. I ain't seen you since I bashed you on your head, gave you a wedgie, went through your pockets, stepped on the heel of your shoe, gave you an Indian burn, hey. gave you a wet willy, drew a mustache on your face with a sharpie, shaved one side of your head, put Vaseline on all your doorknobs, turned your car stereo up all the way, short-sheeted your bed, crank-called your place of business, put toothpaste in your Oreos, saran-wrapped your toilet, and sent you packing for Shanghai. 
I didn't know she was back in town. <laughs> Good job. How's your boss, Clubbo? I hear things aren't going so well. Don't you worry about it, Henry. You just stay out of my way. Clubbo opens his trunk and throws in a drum of the nuclear waste. He then approaches one of the restaurant's valets, who is helping the truck driver to his feet, pushes him into a puddle, grabs the driver, throws him into his car, and drives off just as an SFMTA parking enforcement officer arrives to ticket somebody. Anybody, please! Little to do... <laughs> Little do any of our strictly voluntary participants know that the puddle is coming from a second barrel of waste in the back of the van. After a few seconds, the valet begins to act strangely. Would you look at that? Looks like the worst vec I've seen this week. <laughs> oh, my name isn't Otto Parker. Oh! <laughs> ah! <laughs> I know, it's a real mess. You're telling me. (laughs) (laughs) They failed to curb the tires and no front license plates. The swine who stole my dog doesn't realize what he did to me. Who said that? I think it came from the valet. Is that right, son? Are you the valet? The one acting strangely after being in an accident involving nuclear waste? When the seagulls follow the trough, it is because they think sardines will be thrown into the sea. (laughs) All right, you're going to have to come with me. Otherwise, I might be forced to press the call button on my little cart there and hope that you please get here before you casually walk away as if you were window shopping in Amsterdam. Come on, up you go. (sighs) Thus always to tyrants. I'll just put in Ray Ray. Okay. <laughs> Ouch, valet. Ouch, valet. That really hurt. The valet beat me. And that really hurt, valet. Simplify. Awesome. I'll, I'll get him. Are you okay? I don't know. I feel funny. Then tell me a joke. Not funny funny. More Gabriel Glacius funny. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> We've got to get you to a hospital. We got as far as the Regency Theater, but there was some sort of event going on, and there was some fabulous, famous lady there. He went after her. Did you apprehend the brigand? What? No. What? He? God, you're weird. (laughs) (laughs) Brigand? What is it? Anyway, help me get this man to his feet. We have to get him to a hospital. No, that's okay. I'll be fine. I think I'll just go home and get some rest. You missed it. (laughs) There we go. Okay. Will Otto Parker really be fine? Will the still as of yet ambiguously defined plan of the bad guys succeed? I mean, this story is kind of crap, but okay, let's continue with it. What happened with the valet and the famous lady? What is that even about? Who cares? Was this just a throwaway line? Was this episode kind of a throwaway? Or did that portend his later storyline? Will Henry and Philip get to the bottom of all this? They seem to be introducing a lot of new characters for no reason. And I have you noticed that a couple of the voices have changed since the first of the episode? I don't know about some of the changes. Some seem to be working, but others a little... Meh, you know? What do you think? We want to hear your comments. Send your emails to skmortonpodcast at gmail.com and remember to follow us at Facebook slash Lousy SF Podcast. You didn't even care about... <laughs> <laughs> Four lines of no punctuation. Take a deep breath. Nobody used this. Cause I'm <laughs> it's the worst. 
<laughs> and at Twitter and Instagram at SK Morton Funny. Of course, before you shop at Amazon, remember to go to skmorton.com first, then click on the Amazon button. Then shop as you normally would. If all else fails, how about a word from our sponsor, Bridal Fitness Coach? Yay! The worst person. Hi, this is Corey Dollar to your San Francisco Giants. I've seen a lot of heavy hitters in my time, but you'll never strike out if you go to Bridal Fitness Coach. <laughs> Let's face it, you've got lots of things to think about when you're planning on walking down the aisle. <laughs> How you look and feel on your special day shouldn't throw you a curveball. That's why you need Bridal Fitness Coach. Owner-trainer Tammy Fox knows you want to hit it out of the park when it comes to looking and feeling amazing on your big day. But she'll make it a double play by helping you make a commitment to your health and well-being for the rest of your life. With a bridal fitness coach, trainer by your side, you won't have to worry about a swing and a miss when it comes to fitting into that special dress. You'll be provided with a tailor-made fitness program that fits your goals, time frame, and budget like a catcher's glove that's been broken in using a lanolin-based cream, which does not soak into the leather like oils do, and tying it closed with string or large rubber bands after a ball has been put in the pocket webbing, and then finally beating it with a mallet after pouring hot water on it and in it to make it form to the player's hand. For your convenience, you can be trained at a gym, your home, or even your office, and if that's too long of a line drive, for you. You can also be trained over the internet using FaceTime. Remember, Bridal Fitness Coach trains the whole team. Brides, bridesmaids, and grooms, too. And after a workout with Bridal Fitness Coach, you'll feel as good as a seventh inning stretch. So if you want to hit a home run, schedule a free consultation by going on to bridalfitnesscoach.com or call 415-317-6827. That's 415-317-6827. Bridal Fitness Coach, make a commitment. Baseball words. Hey, Pete. Yeah? What's your favorite thing? Patreon. Oh, really? I thought you were going to say oh, going I, down a water slide or something like that. I like pizza, yeah. except I can't have any. Oh, that's true. I you're like, a vegan. I like um, cheat. No. No? I perfect. Like, you know what? Now what? that you're vegan, uh huh. Patreon. Why? Well, because you can't have any fun. You might as well go on Patreon, make a little donation, keep the lights on, and then we don't have to tell people about Bridal Fitness Coach. But if I'm already suffering, why would I suffer more by listening to this? Yeah, you're right. You know what you should do? Just keep eating pizza. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Patreon.com forward slash lousy San Francisco podcast on Patreon. And now the second half of this episode of the Curious Stealth Cat, The Sharp's Darkness. After the incident in front of the house of Prime Rib, Henry Stealthcat and Philip Pino have retired to their apartment-slash-headquarters. Because it wouldn't be a lair, right? Right? That would be more of a bad guy thing. Lair, clubhouse, den, cloister. Oh! Base! Yeah, base! 
They have retired to their base to plan their next move. Meanwhile, the Lone Shark, along with Club O and Vinny Vidivici, who are totally different people, are all at City Hall to pay the mayor a visit. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> The things I've done, I do zealous. I've done the things I do on a trellis, and the things I do could be for you. So what things can I do for you, fellas? Are you moving, Mr. Mayor? I'm moving here and I'm moving there. But I'm not going anywhere. Why? You're packing boxes and moving them around the office. (laughs) Oh, well, don't have a tizzy. I have a confession. I just like to stay busy while I'm being questioned. Well, then... (laughs) We're here to collect the services rendered. That was quite a mess the other night, and you've never told us the driver wouldn't cooperate. Sometimes you can't predict what a man will and won't do. Sometimes we make plans, sometimes they fall through. But I held up my bargain, and you should too. <laughs> Nobody made out better than me. Look, do you have the money? You need to have patience. You should tell both your agents. For the hitman who leads to more fights than he needs to is making engagements for face rearrangements. That being said, I got the bread. Right here in a briefcase. Count it at a brief pace. Hey boss, there's only 170,000 here. The cost of the contract was 200,000. Where's the rest? I meant what I said. I said what I meant. The minimum kickback is 15%. (laughs) Okay, that's it. You want I should teach this guy a lesson, boss? Listen up, Mayor. We're not fooling around here. If you want to make more than you do on a sat or a sunny, I got a job on Mun that will make you more money. All right. Let's hear it. But can you do it more normal? (laughs) What's normal? I'm as normal as normal can be. I normally talk... Normally. Uh, All right. Fine. What's the job? In a small windowless room, not fit for a broom, below dinners and dances in the Western St. Francis, goodwill isn't squandered, but money is laundered. And you can make advances if you take your chances. That's it. I'm getting sore. And I can't take this guy anymore. Now he's got me doing it. Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) Okay, everybody, just calm down. I think I know what he's talking about. Three times a week at the St. Francis Hotel, they literally launder their money. Since the 1930s, they've been washing the spare change that comes into the hotel. They started doing this in 1938, back when people used to get dressed up to go out. Especially to go shopping in Union Square, which is, of course, where the St. Francis is located. The general manager noticed that the white gloves that the woman wore would get dirty from the coins that had been in circulation for a while. In those days, things didn't cost as much as they do today. So you could pay for most things with coins rather than using bills. Cabbies used to be able to tell that people were staying at the San Francis by the, by the shiny coins. The room they wash the coins in is called the Arnold's Office, after the last full-time guy to do the washing, Arnold Batliner. He worked there for 31 years, and the employees still take break at 11 a.m. on his birthday and remember him by drinking champagne. 
The coins are washed in a repurposed silver burnisher filled with water, 20 mule borax, and bird shot to get the dirt off. After a three-hour wash, the coins are dried up in the heat lamps and then rolled. That's when we act. Okay, boss, we're on it. But, Mayor, this one better go down better than the last one or you're going to have some trouble. Yeah, trouble! There's trouble of more than one kind. Some comes from ahead, some comes from behind. But I've got a police force, so you see, any of your trouble doesn't trouble me. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, at the San Francisco Municipal Transportation Agency garage, Otto Parker has arrived late after a particularly difficult night of tossing, turning, and evacuating. If you know what I mean. Evacuating. Here, he is confronted by Municipal Transportation Internal Affairs Detective Johnny Law, Otto's nemesis in the department. Also, somebody's tuning a radio because basic 80s technology has not even made it to the SFMTA. Weather today. Hey, put the news on. I want to listen to a morning cup of salsa. My day to pick and I want to hear news and views on the 20s. After that, we'll have breakfast with the Beatles all the way up to a rockin' hot lunch. And at 1 o'clock, we'll get the letter. Okay, but then I'm going to turn it up and rip off the knob. Oh, man, I feel horrible. There he is. Go let Johnny know Otto finally showed up. Hey, Otto, you're late. And you don't look so good. What happened to you? I had a little accident last night. I guess I'm starting to feel it today. You got a big cut on your arm. It looks like a bite. Golden lock. Yeah, some guy who looked like he doesn't put the seat back after he moves it up attacked me. (laughs) Wow, did you go to the hospital? Not at first. I thought it was just a scratch, so after work I went down to a place on Union Street, you know, for a drink. Man, parking at night in Cow Hollow can be, (laughs) must have been a bear. Hold on, I'm becoming Bostonian. (laughs) Man, parking at night in Cow Hollow must have been a bear. I got a wicked spot. (laughs) Actually, I got the spot right in front of the place, but my arm did start to hurt pretty bad, so I decided to get it looked at. Oh, but first I saw there wasn't a line at the oyster place on pole. Cool, I love that place, but there's never anywhere to park. There was a place right there! And time on Zemita, anyway. After that, I figured I'd try that clinic, you know, down in Chinatown. I never tried to Chinatown, you know, on account of the parking. Yeah, usually. Susie was allegedly bitten <laughs> by the assailant who was Usually, but as I was driving up, a, a car pulled out from the spot right in front of the entrance. Unfortunately, they were closed, so I headed over to Kaiser on Zagiri. There's no garage at that one, right? Didn't need one, I found a spot right away. So what did the doctor say? <laughs> well, it was weird, you know? They figured it was food poisoning from the oysters, but I only got in there for the rock salt and the cocktails. Mm. Weird. Anyway, I finished installing that foghorn on your Cadoba. I'd be careful with that thing. Oh, and I made a few modifications to your interceptor as well. Really? Like what? Well, let's just say that I fit it with machine guns. Well, well, well. Look who decided to join us. What happened, Parker? Go out drinking last night, got back too late to park your car in your own neighborhood on account of all the stupid parklets around the city that are only used by homeless people because it's too windy to sit down outside and eat. Actually, I'll have you know I got the spot right in front of my apartment last night. Oh, isn't aren't you a fancy one? (laughs) Well, then you must have overslept then, as always seemed to be the case when you're running late. 
got here and all the spots in the parking lot were full. You couldn't find a place on the street, could you? <laughs> As a matter of fact, there was one parking spot left in the lot when I got here. But I gave it to the little old lady who needed to park close to the citation department. Oh. She needed to contest the ticket she got while she parked in front of a hydrant. Which is legal in San Francisco if there's a licensed driver in the driver's seat that is capable of moving the vehicle in case of emergency. So I parked, you know, just outside the gate right by the entrance. We all know the law, Parker. You've got an answer for everything, don't you? Well, how do you explain those metal tubes sticking out of the sides of your interceptor? Oh, these ones out here? Oh, those are machine gun battles. Oh, you're just going to come right out and say it, are you then? Okay. Remember to keep the safeties on in Pacific Heights and at bowling alleys. But remember this, I'm on to you, Parker. Okay? I'm on to you. I know that somehow you've been acquiring and modifying vehicles that at one time were impounded for tickets. I've found vehicles registered in your name with rocket launchers and net guns. I saw what one of those cars did to a steel chamber, and I overheard your friends here talking. Okay? They were scared to death. One of them even had a Boston accent. They were scared to death the evidence was going to lead back here. You actually saw the vehicles? You're darn right I did. And cars like that can't stay hidden for long. When I break this case, it's going to be one of the great stories of the 20th century. Or 21st. And whatever. And Parker Both, will be... I, <laughs> I, I was... God, German. And Parker won't be able to explain things away like he's always done. You sound like you are calling me a duly sworn meter maid... A liar! Uh, forgive me, Parker, but uh, I am calling you a liar. Detective Law! <laughs> Detective Law, do not make me angry. You would not like me when I am angry. I throw some epic tantrums. What? I throw some epic tantrums. <laughs> that he does. You haven't heard the last of me, or... Is this, is this going to be a trilogy, or... Meanwhile, in the back room of Richard Pills Pharmacy, Pills Pills. That's right. We find Clubbo delivering the promised nuclear waste. Here's the stuff, Pill. Nice doing business with you. Thank you. Clubbo, is it? I was wondering if you might be able to help an associate of mine. This is Phil Treesnake. Well, good day again, Clubbo. Nice! <laughs> I was waiting for that. You two know each other? By crikey, we do. I was the known shocks numero dos guy until Clevo came along, pulled the rug right off of onto me. Hey, it was my grandma's Harris carpet with a knot count of 800 KPSI, and you wouldn't get off of it. You knew very well that floor was lava. <laughs> Anyways, that's not what got you bumped. It was your erratic behavior. You insisted we all call you Duchess of Fafignugan. And you'd roll around naked in ketchup and yell, I'm a French fry. I had accidentally made into German aristocracy at the time. And you know my skin's too sensitive for Dijon. Gentlemen, I think That's I might be able to clear choice. things up. You see, in Mr. Tree Snake's youth, he contracted Dutch Elms disease while working as an arborist. You never said nothing about no... Touchum's disease. Does that make you like a blue dot or something? No, Dutch Elm's disease. I'm the only human to ever get it and lays dormant for years. But it puts me in a certain condition. A condition that might be of use for certain 
atypical employment opportunities? I hate it when you talk like that. <laughs> just be normal. <laughs> Can't you just be normal? Well, actually, it's precisely my contagiousness that allows me to amass my plentitude whilst the authorities pullulate ever forward none the wiser. Please allow me to illuminate whilst you ruminate. <laughs> I was born with a condition wherein my palms are continually perspiring. As a lad, I found it embarrassing, but as a villain, I found the opportunity for amelioration it affords to be quite advantageous. I've come to learn that individuals tend to be quite agreeable when they're quite uncomfortable, or in the modern vernacular, when they're creeped out. <laughs> Additionally, I've learned to control the condition as I've learned to treat Mr. Tree Snake's dilemma with your delivery. So what do you want? You see, Mr. Tree Snake is indebted to me, as I am the only person who knows the secret of controlling his condition. You said you weren't going to say anything. Gosh. <laughs> so I propose, in exchange for the services of the tree snake, your Mr. Sharky yields to me a cut of whatever your organization takes in during the current campaign, as it were. What can tree snake do for us? He can take care of your biggest problem. Stealth cat. Yeah, thanks, but no thanks. I think we can handle things on our own. Very well. But you've not done a good job so far, now have you? From what I've heard, Stealth Cat has been getting the best of you since he showed up in the city. In fact, that might be why your father left. You've never really been able to measure up, have you? And Stealth Cat's just another example of why you've been searching the internet for information on nihilism. Could it be that none of this really matters, and since morality is relative, you're really not even a bad guy? Might you just be a guy who's not very good? <laughs> ah, man. I don't know. Can I sit down? Absolutely. Here. Take this comfortable, overstuffed love seat in front of the television. I'll put on my so-called light. <laughs> I just want a veg. You got any ice cream? I'm sure we have some chocolate chip in here in the freezer. <laughs> Shall I inform Mr. Sharky of our deal? Yeah, that's fine. Why'd they take the show off the air? <laughs> Jordan's a jerk. What a jerk. I wouldn't have deserved Angela. Why is the spoon all wet? <laughs> so now all the pieces are in place. A showdown is sure to come. But it's best to stretch before physical exertion. And the best stretching is done with music. And music begets a montage. <laughs> you can give it away. Your money don't mean much to me. Of course, we start with Stealth Cat training Filipino and getting him ready for the first real test. The two spar, hold the heavy bag for each other while the other one hits it. It's really cool. Of course, do that thing where one's wearing flat things on his hands and the other one hits them. And it does while the other guy tries to hit it. It's pretty cool. It's like, really, like, finally there's a foot race, possibly up something, maybe on a beach somewhere. No. Stealth Cat prefers to go around things. There we go, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, just like a mixtape, this has to slowly build. We've come out solid with Stealth Cat 
superintendent. So now we need to dial it back a bit. Yeah, Vinny Vidivici is coming out of his barbers. The velvet collar on his shark skin jacket is turned up. He's smoking a cigarette real cool like, yeah. He crosses the street through a sea of cars, stopped in traffic, stopping only to pound on a car hood after a close call, and then do crunches. <laughs> and now the Parker, he's German. He's been finding parking spots all day, especially when he has to pee. He also slowly begins to realize that the meters are always green when he arrives and turns red just as he pulls out. As he pulls up to the Dolphin Club after a trip to Chipotle, one member storms out of the clubhouse and throws his wetsuit away, landing in Otto's lap. As he stares into his bathroom mirror while donning the wetsuit, he is determined to use his power for good when all else fails. <laughs> Clubbo was taken to reintroducing the tree snake back into the gang by blindfolding him and having him hold everyday objects above his head while he punches him in the abdomen. They make karate. Lots of tumbling. Tumbling happens. <laughs> Meanwhile, the lone shark seems to be garnering favor with the citizens of San Francisco, shaking hands, kissing babies, while holding a press conference on the steps of City Hall with the mayor while the pill watches on in the shadows as the local press asks approximately zero probing questions about some of its shadier business dealings that people cheer. This gives Sharky the opportunity to bend over and whisper something into the mayor's ear that causes them both to chuckle deviously and nod and wave to the adoring crowd. Meanwhile, Guy Black is dancing to Van Halen in an abandoned pool hall. Goatcat <laughs> clicks his stopwatch and examines the result. He doesn't let Philip see, but he's disappointed. After a self-hating glare in the mirror, Philip sucks it up and continues to try to catch small, fast things. <laughs> then he stares into a mirror and remembers his youth and how he used to try to impress his father to no avail by pickpocketing veterans. Then he combs his hair and does some more crunches. And now we're ready for a little octave jump. The Parker decides his training is better accomplished but in his beloved garage where he can flip giant tires and weld things after a particularly sweatered encounter with another heavy chain attached to something that doesn't normally need a chain. Otto was finally given the encouragement he's been seeking from his two-side character friends with, with hearty thumbs up. While the tree snake is karateing the rest of the gang, Clubbo holds a picture of Claire Danes and cries in the mirror. <laughs> Finally, late at night, Stealth Cat looks up from his paperwork at his dimly lit desk to see that his pupil is outrunning something. He gives Superintendent an approving look as they hop in slow motion. They also karate. <laughs> died. We recorded that. Was that was what I warned you, you recorded about. that. It all recorded. You're the worst person in the world. Where's my money? Where's my money? Wow. That, that was rough. I hope it was worth it. Where's my money, SK? You know my voice is my instrument. Anyway, the time has come for the big heist. The plan is to not only abscond with the coinage from the St. Francis Hotel, but to lure Stealth Cat into a trap and rid Sharky's gang of his interference once and for all. To this end, one of Sharky's men, let's use the driver from earlier, shall we, has taken a hostage in Union Square. With it being such a public place, with so many people around, Stealth Cat is sure to hear about it and come to the rescue. That is when Tree Snake will spring the trap, but wait! Who should that hostage turn out to be but sweet little Jessica Little, who happened to be walking out Ray Ray? Ray Ray!
Hey, what's wrong? <laughs> Looks like a gamma. Let's have a butcher's. What do you think you're doing? Unhand me. Now don't give me any bonnet. Just keep your albums down and keep that cherry all quiet too. <laughs> How about a little bowler while we take a quick bowl around the square and maybe you'll get out of this with your Nelly. I'm sorry, but I have no clue of what you're talking about. Ah, that man dressed like Aubrey Hepburn is taking that girl hostage. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, Henry Stealthcat was cutting through the square on his way to the Apple Store to reserve his place in line for next week's appointment when he hears the commotion and discreetly walks away from the direction of the screams. As he exits the park from the St. Francis, he notices Clubbo and Vinny, to whom he owes ten dollars, ten American dollars, and shrewdly reverses course back into the park and directly into the snare set by the tree snake, who, which, what, uh, wait, which, Ow. which, which wouldn't have been Ooh. a. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Which wouldn't have been a problem except Filipino, as superintendent, had also heard the screams and has brought Henry his super suit. Very inconvenient. I've got you now, stealth cat. Who are you? And what kind of utility worker wears a cowl? I'm the tree snake. It's not a cowl. It's called a Respo Sportster. <laughs> it's designed to keep submicrons pollutants out, you know, on account of the allergens. Is that the same thing I've seen those runners wear? No. Those are designed to simulate high-altitude training to improve stamina and strengthen respiratory muscles. <laughs> you know, I've often thought those might be used in, like, bank robberies and stuff like that. I've thought the same thing. In fact, hold on a minute. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it's me. Say, what are you guys wearing? You know, disguise your faces. I got a stocking over my head. Mr. Shockey's wearing shades. The pill's holding his mitt in front of his mouth. And Vinny's wearing a fake mustache over his real mustache. I don't know where Guy is. Why? You know what? It can wait. Sounds like you guys are taken care of. Okay, Stealth Cat, prepare to meet your doom. Okay. Henry, I mean Stealthcat, there's a heist going on at the hotel. Should I check it out or do you need some help? You go ahead. I've got things covered here. Okay. Ouch. <laughs> tree snake. Ouch, tree snake. That really hurt. Hi, tree snake. Now I'm doing you too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, tree snake. I think we better scamp up. The Cadbury's getting a from these ciders, and I think the Sweeney's are on their way. <laughs> Have some Newingtons and get to reading. <laughs> You're taking a tour around the world there. <laughs> Did you guys see that? A spot on the street in Union Square. How about that, though? Anyway, I heard about the Malay on my scanner. Can I help? <laughs> you can rescue the girl from that chimney sweep. I'm already gone, mate. Done. <laughs> Very well. Now help me dispatch this villainous tree snake. How about to check out that alarm at the hotel? Fine. I'll be right there. You sound pretty confident for a man who's bleeding. I am? Oh, jeez. Time out. Time out. I gotta go take care of this. Meanwhile, in Arnold's office, if you've been paying attention, that's where they clean the stuff, right? Remember, Guy Black has joined the gang. Glad you could join us, Guy. 
late much? <laughs> <laughs> hey, guy, why don't you come over here and help us clean these nickels for old time's sake? <laughs> Can't do it, Clubbo. Sure you can. You just count by fives. You know, one, two, three, four, five. No, Clubbo, I, under- I understand how numbers work. I'm not working for the loan shark anymore. Now hand over those little plastic funnel things. You're making a big mistake, guy. Uh-oh. You want I should take him out, boss? <laughs> Still you. Nah, Vinny. This is something he has to do alone. Yeah, but... You heard me, Vinny. Now get him. Uh, uh, what? I'm here too, black guy black. I'm here to help. That's me, it's the parker. The parker and superintendent, we're going to win. And save the lone shark for me. As the eight men fight, they break off into pairs, as would seem to be natural. Vinny and superintendent square off. Take that, you swine. Swish, uh, you bloody fool. Wait, what? How did that I happen? know what okay. this is. <laughs> the, back, the black guy engage, uh, guy black engages Clubbo. I never liked you. Like me? What law says you gotta like me? Mr. Shockey don't give me money come payday because he likes me. Actually, I'm quite fond of you. Really? Sure. You're loyal, you're a good earner, you're nice to animals, and you make me laugh. Oh, Take that! Now get on down to that A&P. Now the Parker meets up with the pill. Hello, Richard. Hello, Otto. <laughs> I've got to hit you now. That seems to be the way things are going. Would you prefer the face or the stomach? Hmm. I can't decide. Surprise me. <laughs> the crotch! Always a classic. Well, Sharky, it looks like it is down to you, and it is down to me, and my three other friends. You've won this round, Stellcat. Well, men. Kudos to you all. We were able to suppress these rapscallions once and for all. Oh, wait a minute. Let me try it again. Okay. Didn't you write this? How come you're not getting it right? (laughs) Well, well, men, kudos to you all. We were able to suppress these rapscallions once again. Hey, where did the black guy go? You know something? I've noticed that you're the only one who calls him the black guy. And I mean no matter which character you're playing. You know what I'm saying? It's, it seems to be just... You, I, don't, you, I don't know what it's about. <laughs> yeah, is that all you seem? He seems, uh, I don't know, I'll say it, racist, okay? I have nothing to say on this matter. No, I've heard you say plenty with the microphones off. <laughs> <laughs> but forget it. Let's just see what the narrator has to say. Also probably racist. <laughs> so there you have it. Stealthcat and his new sidekick have saved the day. But what about tomorrow? Will the lone shark bounce back? Will he try to track down the black... Uh, okay, listen. I'm not... 
it's pretty funny that we're like doing this over. I'm really, I swear to God, I'm not that racist. And what's the deal with Parker and the Pill? How do they know each other anyway? Did they play a big enough role in tonight's episode? Did you know that this was supposed to be kind of their origin story? Sometimes the narrative takes a life of its own. <laughs> what can you do? Let's not forget about, uh, all right, I'm just going to say, Ladisha and Guy. How's that? Oh, Guy, thank goodness you're here. Jessica was almost kidnapped, and she's very upset. Do your Luther for her. Lady, <laughs> I've got to confess something. This sounds serious. Oh, Lord, Hillary's not running again. <laughs> no, look, I ended up taking that job for the loan shark. I was involved in that crash at the House of Prime Rib. Oh, have you heard about their secret menu? One of, my, one of my clients is a foodie, and she's very impressive, and she said... Ladisha, you're not listening. I was also there when they took Jessica hostage. You what? I got this, Jessica. Guy, what were you thinking? She could have been killed, despite her sweetness. I know. I'm sorry. I just feel lost here. I think, I think it would be best if I went home. If we went home. Well, newsflash, that's not an option for me. I've been exiled, remember? I'll talk to Mom and Dad. I'm sure things have cooled down by now. I doubt it. Keeping things warm was kind of the thing that got me in trouble. Besides, my home is here now. You don't even like it here. Not true. I like the sixth-floor ladies' room at Macy's in Union Square. <laughs> the sidewalk stairs, the model of Golden Gate Park in the lobby of the Beach Chalet the fairy door, the chess room at the Mechanics Institute, Aww. the garden of fragrance in the botanical gardens, swing lessons on JFK Drive, Land's End, and the inevitable big one that will drive out the week. <laughs> <laughs> no, Amney, I'll never return to our home planet. Whoa! Mind blown, huh? So, ladies and gentlemen, we are finally done with this episode. Please join us next time, if there is a next time, for another limp sack of one-liners and puns we call the Curious Stealth Cat! Stealth Cat! Stealth Cat! Stealth cat. Good job, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, but no, thank you guys very much. Yeah, and uh, to the throng, thank you for listening. Sorry we don't have animal obituaries, but as they say, now I gotta find the normal. I left my I left my heart in San Francisco. All right, you know what? I'm doing this without the script. Fancy. So let's start with your thing. Go, my GoFundMe campaign for my first album has already started. Go to GoFundMe.com slash Pete Feliciano and give me your money. Is that going to interfere with our Patreon? No. All right. Mine's for, mine's for, mine's for an album for real art. <laughs> okay, let's go around the room. Let's see. The audience, uh, Rockstar, thank you very much. Carzar, that was great. Shantuan Z was Yay! here. We've got the lovely Babette. Yay! Paul, I don't know which name to go with you on this one. Paul, Paul Newman. Uh, who's there? Chadwick Cumberbatch. Cumbersnatch. Chadwick Cumbersnatch. Little Jessica Little. And of course, the other side of my brain, KS Not Wrong. Yay! Thank you. <laughs> 
Action. We got everybody. Uh, thank you, sweetie, for letting us do this. I know. Yes, we're, thank we're you, Babette. So, and everyone, you know, go do you know do whatever you want to do. We're finishing up. We only got eight more shows left. But thank you very much for listening. And I just want to say, you should all be ashamed of yourselves. Good night forever. San Francisco, your golden sun will shine for me. Thank you. If you don't mind, I'd like to do it again. What we have here is failure to communicate. Where's my money? It's going to get weird. We're making the podcast great again. We swear to not make you laugh the rest of the show. Get out of town. I love barbecue. I prefer creamed corn. You can't sweat on headphones too much. He is actually secretly effeminate in German, yes. (laughs) Stuck my thumb up his bum. I need the power of Ray Ray right now. Pine nut. Shut up, Ray Ray. It's 9.15. Is anybody that freaked out? Ray Ray! Ray Ray's back! Dude, I love Ray Ray. Well, I got my ab workout. Let's just call it number two.